All right, all right. If you will, uh, go to the Gospel of John, chapter 13. That's where we will be. We were there last week and looked at some things. We're going to continue to look at the some of the things that's known as the the upper room discourse where Jesus did a whole lot of talking in those few hours from that afternoon till he left to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, just, a, just a great, great, just, just great chapters there. But uh, chapter 13 in, in the Gospel of John. Uh, I got some the announcements here. Uh, the Buddy Breaks will be Saturday at 9.30 to 12.30. And uh, uh, for those that will be trying to help them out with that. Uh, also, just remind you, you'll see the, the signs up about the, uh, the church directory and the, the photos for that. And uh, you can go online and check out the dates from May 6th through the 9th. You can go ahead and put your name, pick out your time and all of that kind of stuff that you want to do. So just, uh, just keep, keep, um, keep that in mind. Uh, that says uh, if, you don't, if you're not able to do it on the computer, they will be set up in April, April, Sunday Sunday, April the twelfth, and you can you can sign up there. Also, the blood bank has a sign up sheet there for anyone that's willing to to give blood. If you'll go ahead in advance and let them know, put your name there. That'll that'll let them know whether there's enough to uh, send them out here. And also, we have a, a ladies' banquet coming up. Uh, I saw there. I think there's some some stickers up on that, but they said there's some more information coming. So just keep that in mind. April twenty fourth on Friday, that'll be the ladies' banquet. Also, we have a men's construction trip, uh, May 17th through the 23rd. Now, this is Rafer Road Men, and Tommy says he certainly needs some folks. And I even I even found out that, that it's not going to be a real bad place to work. There's some shade trees, and it's not going to be. So we just, this would be a good trip to, to, to jump in on and uh, to help them uh, put up a church for Brother Paul Cross. So, men, if you will, uh, just, just get signed up and... Uh, for May the 17th through the 23rd, uh, our, the, the Robert Demir's uh, prayer group, they will not be meeting this Sunday because of the uh, sunrise service. And then we still need uh, volunteers sign up for the preschool and, uh, and, and clothes coming in for children at the, at the care center. So a lot of stuff happening there and just kind of help us out. Tonight... Uh, <clears throat> Let's go to chapter 13 in the Gospel of John and start at verse 31. If you will, let's just stand in honor of reading God's Word. Uh, John 13, 31, and we'll get on into it. It says, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while am I with you, and ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, where I go you cannot come, so now I say to you. A new commandment I give you unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whether, where, whether goest thou, and where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I go, thou cannot follow me now, 
but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? And I will lay down, I will lay down my life for thy sake. And Jesus answered him, and he answers him with a question. See, wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice, three times. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this, just this occasion that, that John has put into his gospel. What an hour. What was fixing to just transpire here. And wow, Father, I thank you. Lord, I pray it just come alive and stir our hearts tonight as we, as we prepare, as we prepare to be here Sunday morning to worship you in your resurrection and what you were just beginning to start right here where we're reading. Father, just, uh, just overwhelm us with just what that is all about. So, Father, we give you this time. Anoint me, Lord. Get rid of me. Just fill me with your spirit and use me as an instrument to glorify your name. And ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I titled this tonight, The Overcomer. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully when the, by the time we get to the very end, it'll... It'll, that'll make sense. But uh, what I want to do here now is just go back and let's work our way through this and just kind of glean some stuff from here for what I'm reading and then we'll move over to another section <clears throat> as, a, as a close out. Last week, last week we, um, we, I think we did the first uh, 17 verses of this chapter and how Jesus washed the disciples' feet and uh, how, he, how he told them, you know, what's, uh, what's been done to you, you do to others. You know, and we, we finished up, you know, with the, the golden rule that, that it said that, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Jesus always took it a little further. And what he did here, when he, he told them, says, in verse 15, it says, for I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done unto you. And I think it's good that we, we get a hold of this and not forget what, what I mentioned, that well, let's take it a little further than don't, you know, doing unto others as we'd have them do unto you. Why don't we do unto others or do for others what's already been done for us? That's so much better, isn't it? Help, remember who we are. Remember what's been done for us. Then, the, then the, let's do that for others. And look what Jesus has done for us. How many of y'all feel like you were worthy of salvation? You know, I mean, y'all pretty good folk. You know, I ain't, ain't caught none of you cussing. You know, the truth of the matter is, is we're rotten folk. We need the Savior. We need the Savior. And the only reason there's any good in us now 
is if, the, if, if we receive that Savior and the Holy Spirit dwells within us, that's the only thing there. In any of us. Wow. Lord, Lord speaking to me, I don't know about y'all, but he's speaking to me because this is all brand new to me right here. This is extra. But we've been done, boy, have we been done well. We have been treated well. And then uh, Jesus talked with them and he, he talked about he'd be betrayed and who it was and, you know, the story. And, and, and he finally, he, 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 he dipped in and the sop and give it to, uh, to Judas, you know. And then Judas went out and he told him, you know, what you do, do quickly. Well, that's what we're picking up right now. Judas has just left out. Sometimes it's good to get rid of Judas's. Because listen to this, verse 31. Therefore, when he was gone out, now who was gone out? Judas. So when Judas left, I want you to listen listen to what Jesus began to do. Now, (laughs) now is the Son of Man glorified. And God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. I can almost see as the door slammed and Judas left. Jesus says, it's, the time is here. The time to be glorified, that I'll be glorified, that God will be glorified. He just burst out in, in that, in that, the glorification of what's happening, what's fixing. Hey, folks, what was fixing to happen is the greatest thing that ever happened in all time. That, don't ever forget that. That was the greatest happening that has ever happened, that ever will happen in this present earth. Was what God did in those three days from that cross to that resurrected Savior. Everything hinges on that. Just that burst of triumph that the hour of his glory had arrived. And, I, and, 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 and also the glory of each, the glory of the Son and the glory of the Father, the glory of God, reaching its zenith in the death on the cross. It's that death on the cross. That's when it was, it was done. When he said it was finished, it was done. Resurrection day was coming. There was no stopping it. That's always good. And then, so we look at that, 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 that now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. Speaking of the cross. But then it goes on to say, and if God be glorified in him, then God shall also glorify him himself and shall straightway or immediately, immediately glorify him. And as I looked at that, and I'm, I'm thinking of all, all of this. I mean, how many, how many times, I've, I've read that a lot, but. How many, have you ever stopped to just, what in the world is, is it's, a lot of, it's a lot of glorifying going on here. But that glorifying the Father, it's, it, 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 Jesus going to the cross was showing, was glorifying the Father to show what unmatchable love this God had for mankind. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
But verse 32, it says, If God be glorified in him, God shall also, and, and, and it's in return and reward of this highest of all services ever rendered unto to him, or capable of being rendered, understand? He says, if God, if, if God be glorified in him, God shall also, in return for what he has done, of that the glory that the Son has brought to the Father, by, by what he did, God in the flesh, in this flesh, and glorifying the Father in his love, he said, that, that, and he did, see, he did what nobody else was capable of doing. And he did it for the glory of the Father. But then it goes on, it says, he will glorify himself and straightway or immediately glorify him, referring now to the son's resurrection and exaltation after this service is over. After this service is over, after he has died on the cross, I'm going to, he's going to be resurrected. I'm going to exalt him after this service is over, including all the honor and glory then put upon him and that will ever, forever encircle him as head of the new creation. That's glorified. It all happened right there. It's been done. He's glorified in, he's exalted. He's at the right hand of the Father. The new, it's, it's finished. I, I'm making all things new. It's a, a new creation. If you're a born again child of God, you're a new creature, a new creation in Christ. It's, it's all new. It's all different. I have overcome this world. I beat what this world is messed up. I, the, the, the sin curse that is on this world, I took care of that. Nobody else could. I have. It is to glorify the Father to show who I am and what I've done out of nothing but my pure love for you. Glorify his precious holy name. Amen. Whew. Mm. That's so good. So you just... It, it, the time has come, and he, he realizes what's fixing to take place, and he's overwhelmed with it. But then in verse 33, listen to this, he, he, he kind of shifts. Little children, first time that word's used. The only time, the only time it's used in the gospel. I think it's very unique. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a word, um, te, technion, I believe is how you pronounce the Greek, but it's, it, it's an infant. And also to the side of that, it had darlings, just infant darlings. But it says it relates to Christian converts, new Christian converts. And that uh, he said little children. Now he's talking, and he's talking, now listen, now he's, uh, Judas is gone. He's got the leaven that, that that's, their hearts are right. And he calls them little children, infants. You would think probably he would, you would think that he wouldn't say that to these guys that's been with him for three years. You would think that they'd been they'd they'd be come around and be you know you wouldn't use that term, but he did because he knew that they they believed in him and they trusted him, but they did not understand him and they did not understand what was going on. They was just as oblivious to what was taking place as a as an a child in this world. And he called them little children. He used that word. I also find it very interesting that that's the word that this gospel, this, this apostle John that wrote this gospel, that wrote 1 John, he used that same word seven times in 1 John, little children. Remember that? In 1 John, he used it all. 
I'm sure that's where he heard it. But it's that, it's that, <clears throat> it's that within, a, like seeing a new Christian and someone that they, they, they don't fully know or understand or what, and, and, and that, uh, how you, you just kind of, your heart goes out for them, that, they, that, that they're going to be okay, you know, and that the, the Lord will take care of them. Because he, he knows he's fixing late, and he's going to let them know that. But it's, he is, he, he's concerned for them, and he knows that they're, I mean, Y'all fixing to get, y'all fixing to hit things y'all ain't never even dreamed of. You, you, you know, and he knew, he knows all this here. So he tells little children. He calls them that, yet little children. And he, he said, uh, in, 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 uh, where, yet a little while am I with you and, and you'll, you'll, you're going to long for me. I'm going to be gone. But he says, I, what I said to the Jews, whether I go, you cannot come now. And so now I say it to you. And, and I, and I thought about that. Jesus is leaving. He spent that time. He spent time with them. He knows what he's. He knows what's coming. He knows that the, the the glory that's going and what he's going to accomplish for mankind. He he knows that, but he knows that they they don't understand exactly what's happening. But they're going they're going to and they will and they're going to follow him. They will follow him. But they're going to they're going to go through a lot of persecution. Now, as we if we look in 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 chapters fourteen and fifteen and read through, you're going to find he talks about you're going to be persecuted. This world didn't like me. They're not going to like you. He he. he but right now he's just he's just he's talking with them and he's letting them know that. But I thought to myself, I remember whenever I was a little a little guy, my daddy did a lot of hunting. And he, I, you know, and I would want to go. I don't know why he didn't like me, but he didn't want me to go. <laughs> but, but I remember crying, well, I want to go. But the truth of the matter was he, was, he was going hog hunting more than likely. And he was going to be walking for miles in some rough, and my little old leg's about that long, you know. I, ain't, I can't go, I can't go. I, well, I couldn't outrun a hog if it got after me anyhow. So he, you can't go. You can't go. How many of y'all ever done it with, with a child? You can't go where I'm going. And that child won't, oh, I want to. Man, I want to go. I, oh, I want to. Yes, I want to go. I can go. It's kind of like these boys here going to be. But he, you couldn't go. You couldn't go. You couldn't go where he was going. They couldn't go where Jesus, hey, let me tell you something. The only one, the only one who could go where Jesus was going was Jesus. Nobody else could. Nobody else could. Him and him alone and what he was going to do, he had to do it. Nobody else could. No matter how painful, whatever it was, the suffering. Man, my mind goes back to a, a thirsty, dying man hollering, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Oh, can you, can you grab a hold of that feeling? I don't know what it was like. But I know one thing about it. One nobody could go there but him. And I do know this. He went there. And he did it for me. Y'all love him tonight? Mm-mm. Let's get ready for Sunday. Let's just come ready to worship and praise him. What he's done for us. So that's how he felt here as he, he was talking with them. And then I think it interesting that as, he, as he's saying that, and he told them, you, you, you can't go where I'm going. In which he will, he will change that up in a little bit here with Peter. But then he bounces right in here, and he gives them this, and he just goes straight and says, a, a new commandment that I give you is that you love one another. 
he he knows that they they don't understand that at all. But what he he's wanting them to know how important it is. What I want you to understand, and I just mentioned what we did last week. Do for others what's already been done for you. He said, "I want y'all to love one another." Do you do you do you think that Jesus thinks it's important, Judy, that we love one another? At this hour and at this time, and he made it. He he made it a point to tell those men what I what I want you to do. I want you to love one another. How, uh, in what way? In what way? He says, "I want you to love one another as I have loved you." Not just this. Uh, well, I love you. Now, I want you to love people like I loved you. Do you think that? Do you think that Jesus meant that for us? And what did he That's how he says, as I have loved you, love also one another. And what he did, he laid his, he laid his, uh, his life down. I mean, for us. He did that. He said, well, you love one another. Do you, care, do you care about other people? Do you care about your brothers and sisters in Christ right here in this church? Do you care? Do you love them? Does your heart go out when they struggle, when they hurt? That's love. That I want to do whatever I can to help them. And then, I, then he made this statement. By this shall Christian people know that you're my disciple. That's not what it said, is it? No, it says by this, all men, all men. Because it's so much different than this world. The whole world's going to understand and see that that this that's unreal. There's something, there's something there. They may take a sword and cut your head off, but they'll know there was something there that they didn't have. Wow. Heard the other day someone asked. If you was one of those Christians that they tied your hand behind you, knelt you down out there and had the sword raised, what would you say to the guy? What I would say, uh, how about this? You take your coat off and you lay it down. You tell him you can have that coat because you're probably going to need it. It's going to be cold tonight. Wow. It's just it's just the way it is. Jesus was unbelievable. And he wanted his followers to be just unbelievable in the love that they had. That's what's defined. What what distinguishes us as his disciple? All the work that we do for him in the church? All the going door to door witnessing? What distinguishes us as his disciples? Love. Love. The love we have for one another. There's, there's no getting around that. That is it. You know, you can be an old grouchy, mean as a snake Christian and go knock on doors. And hateful and hard to get along with. But genuine love is a game changer, folks. Genuine love is a game changer. Mm. Lord has blessed my heart here lately. 
on this, how wonderful he is. Mm, mm, mm. So love one another as I have loved you. So this is good stuff. I mean, this, man, it's just good. I mean, these chapters here with this, here, this with Jesus talking here in these last final few hours is just amazing. It's amazing. <clears throat> so then we get to the part here in verse uh, 36 about Peter, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered him, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Okay, now he, he changed it up a little bit for Peter. You know, when he said, when, when we just read it up there, he said, whenever, he said when, I, when I said it to the Jews, you know, they can't, they're not, they can't come where I'm going. Okay, I'm saying this same thing to you. You can't go where I'm going. No one can go here but me. But you are going to follow me afterwards. You're going to follow me afterwards. And so, uh, he, he, Peter, he's, He's, he's still thinking on I mean, he's, that's just the way Peter is. He's still thinking about this here. Well, I can't go. You know, it's just like that, that little old young'un. I, I, I want to go. I want to go. Well, you can't go. Yeah, but I want to go. And I'm going to tell you how, how, how adamant I am about wanting to go. He said, Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? And he said, I will lay down my life for thy sake. You know, I, I believe Peter's heart was just as sincere as it could be. He loved the Lord. He really, he really, he, he wanted to be able to lay his life down. He felt like he could, he could do that. Folks, I want you to know something. These folks, Peter's working out of just, old, just Peter. Remember this. There is no Holy Spirit has come yet. You understand? Peter's heart, I mean, the, the desire, but it was just out of his own fleshly, what he could do out of his own self. Okay? Folks, our own selves, ain't, ain't, it's, it's nothing. You can, nothing. You must have the power. You must have the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the, that's, that's, that's the life-changing thing. That's, what, that, that's the only way you, you can lay your life down. I believe that, is that that Spirit of God must dwell within you. But Peter, he, he felt like he would do that. But then... If, if you, if you, and, 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 I, and I thought about this, that Peter's saying, I'll lay my life down for you. But what Jesus is going, what I, 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 he doesn't say it, but what I, in my mind, what Jesus is thinking here is that, no, Peter, it, it don't work like that. I've got to lay my life down for you. I've got to lay my life down for you. It don't do you no good if you lay your life down for me. <laughs> I've got to lay. If I don't lay my life down for you, it ain't doing you no good to lay your life down for me. Just Peter. But that was the desire in his heart. But Jesus said, I've got to do this. This is important for you that I do this. So he said, I feel like he was thinking that. And then, but then right after he says, I'll lay my life down, Jesus it's a question. It's a question. <laughs> will you, will you lay down your life for my sake? <laughs> I don't think he was. I don't think Jesus was saying that like, "Wow, man, you you surprised me, Peter. Will you 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 do that? That's what he's doing. I don't think that. 
And he said, so you, you'll lay down your life for me. It's almost like, really? Really? It's almost like, you would go back to the, 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 the infants. It's your, it's your child, you're not, it's, it's, you're not going to. And as a matter of fact, you'll deny me three times before the rooster crows this morning. Wow. And that's it's amazing. That's amazing. But we can see in this their desire, but, but Jesus' love for them, knowing that they don't know what's happening, they don't understand what's going on, but he loves them, and he's, he's, he's just, uh, just sharing with them, sharing with them things from his heart. Let's go as I as I get ready to close up here. Let's go to John chapter sixteen. <clears throat> this is still part of the uh, the upper room while he's there. John John chapter sixteen. <clears throat> Verse twenty five. We'll pick up there. We'll go through the the rest of the, the, that chapter. And this is the chapter leading up to whenever, boy, Jesus gets up and begins to pray. Man, this is, here's, here's the Lord's Prayer right here, chapter 17. That's the Lord's Prayer. That's a high priestly prayer, praying for us. And boy, that's so good. He didn't just pray for, he prayed for them, but he said, I'm also praying for them that come after them. He was praying for me. But just before he gets there, he's, he's, he shared with them about the, the Holy Spirit would come. I'm going to leave, but it's, it's, better, it's better for you for me to leave. And that's true. Because I'm going to send the Spirit back. That's, that's what, and that's going to be the difference. But in verse 25, we'll put, pick up in here. <clears throat> he tells them, These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs or in the illustrations, whatever. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. That the time cometh. I mean, that it's coming that I will. Well, he ain't here, but long. He's gone. So, and I believe, and I believe what he what he is talking about. It's you know once I'm gone and 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 I'm ascended and I'm back to the Father and I send you the Holy Spirit, you're going to understand and see things you didn't you don't understand right now. You're going to see the Father like you need to see the Father. I'm only that's what's going to happen. And I believe I honestly believe that's what he's talking about is that when the Spirit of God comes back or whenever I send the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is that at that day. At that day, ye shall ask in my name, and I say unto you that I will, that I will pray the Father for you, and I say not unto you. It say, at that day ye shall ask in my name. You're gonna, you're gonna pray in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father Himself loves you because you've loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. That's what He said. In Whenever then, that's the reason I know right now, I can pray. I can pray. I can pray in the name of Jesus. And the Father hears me because I love Jesus. I have received him. I've told the farm on him. I believe he is God. I believe he is just who he said he was. He did exactly what he said he did. He rose again. He's alive at the right hand of God the Father right now. That I do believe. And I can call on the Father through the name of Jesus. Right now, and don't need. I don't need help. I don't need a priest. I got Jesus, and the Father loves me. Don't you like that? 
The Father loved me. The Father loved me because I love the Son. Wow. Mm. I like it. I like that. <clears throat> Things would change, you know, and Peter was a lot different after the, after the day of Pentecost. He was a different man than he was right here, the way he's talking. Things changed one. It says, for, uh, it says, and then verse 28, <clears throat> he says, I came forth from the Father and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world and I go to the Father. That's pretty plain, wouldn't you think? I come from the Father and I come into the world. Now I'm leaving the world and I'm going back to the Father. Just that, that, that kind of on a child level. And you know, I, I, I keep feeling that as he's talking to them. And so his disciples, here's what his disciples say. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly and speakest no proverb. Now, oh, yeah, well, well I, we understood that. We understood that. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things and needest not that any man should ask thee, but and by this we believe that thou hast come forth from God. And they did believe that. They believed that. But then Jesus answers them. And you know what he does? He answers them about like he answered Peter. With a question. And they're talking about that they believe. Jesus answered them, do ye now believe? <laughs> he did the same thing to them he did to Peter. Did you see that? Oh, you'll lay down your life for me? Oh, do you now believe? See, he knows, he knows their belief's going to get shaken. They do believe, but that, that, their, their faith will be, is just going to be shaken because then he goes on to say, just like he did when he, when he told Peter that, he went on to tell Peter, here's what you're going to do. When he got through telling them the same thing, here's he says, here's what, here's what you're going to do. Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come. It's right now. That ye shall be scattered, every man to his own house, and shall leave me alone. Right by myself. That's what's going to happen. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. Amen. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? So he did the same thing with them. That you, you, you're going to scatter. You're going to scatter. This is what's going to happen. And he knew. And they, they I mean, that day three song that I like during Easter time, you know, the, the, the second day, they're all hiding. And fear is set in. Fear and doubt. All that kind of stuff. You know, he knew that's coming. But he also knew their heart. He knew that they believed in him. But folks, I'm going to tell you, this world can shake you. This world will shake you. Many times in life, you'll go through things that'll shake you. You know, I, I, I know you remember, remember Brother John saying before that, you know, God, if you're even there, do you care? The only thing is, and, I, and I've been there, the only thing is, is that down deep in here, you know that he is. And you hold on to that faith and that belief that's there. It will shake you. It will make you wonder. It will make you ask whatever. Man, it ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. Not the believer. It stays steadfast. These guys were going wicked. Yeah, they were going to scatter. They had no Holy Spirit dwelling within them. All they had was themselves. But the day was coming when they would be filled with the Spirit. Them, them 11 guys would serve their life, all of their life, following and serving Jesus Christ because they truly 
believe in him and who he was. They, did not, they didn't understand it right now. They had no idea what's coming all along. But it's amazing, what, it's amazing how they wised up after the day of Pentecost. They began to put two and two together, who that man was and what he did. It was amazing. It was amazing. This last verse. <clears throat> these things, one of, one, one of my favorite. These things have I spoken unto you. He, he said, I've told you all of these things. I've spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In me, that you'll have peace. Folks, I want to tell you, you're not going to have peace anywhere else. You're not going to have peace just because you live in the United States of America. You're not going to have, you're not going to have peace because you're successful in your accomplishments, or you're not going to find peace in yourself. You're not going to find peace in your family or others. You're not, it's not going to happen. There's only one place, one place alone, that you'll find peace. That is in Jesus Christ. You, you settle it all. He settles it all for you. He, I mean, that's a piece that pastors understand. That's a piece that can settle you down whenever you feel like scattering. There's a peace. It's me. I'm telling you that because you're going to find the peace. You're going to find it in me. You're going to see and know and understand that it's me. I've done everything that needs to be done for you. And you can find a peace in me that you, you will not find anywhere, anywhere else. And it's a fact. This next thing is a fact. In this, in the world, you shall have tribulation. That's a fact. That's a fact. Nobody, no, we, don't, we don't like to think about that. We don't like to claim that, as people say. Or any, I, I ain't claiming nothing. I just read what the word said. In the world, you shall have tribulation. That's what it Actually, over here in seventeen, uh, in in chapter seventeen, uh, I, verse fourteen, I think it says, "I have given them thy word, and thou in the world hate, have hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world." Look, you know, uh, believers, this world doesn't like believers in Jesus Christ. You know, it really. <laughs> I think about this. You know, if you watch the craziness on the TV. And the stuff that's going on in, in the United States of America and this government and the, what they're allowing and not allowing and, and just crazy. It's amazing to me that here, people in the United States, that a Muslim convictions and beliefs have them cutting people's heads off. And the people in this United States are more concerned because the convictions of Christian people won't allow them to make a cake for a gay couple. Did y'all hear me? That's no big deal, cutting people's heads off. But don't mess with my sin. And you think this world cares anything about a Christian? Do you think this Bible's true? That Christian people, you'll find tribulation in this world. Especially if you stand up and let the light shine. They'll shut your business down. That ain't no big deal about cutting people's heads off, but don't mess with my sins. 
Wow, that's crazy. In this, this world, you're such high of tribulation. But there's good news. Be of good cheer. <laughs> I'm the overcomer. I have overcome. I'm not, hey, hey, no, I'm not, I'm not in the process. I'm not in the process of overcoming. I have overcome this world. This world's everything, this world's got, I've overcome it. And you belong to me if you know him. Do you know him? Wow. Mm, 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 mm. I have overcome. I'm the overcome. Man, I wrote this. It just kind of come to me. Sin. I've overcome sin. See, I took sin. I took sin with me to the cross. I nailed it to the cross. Sin was on me. And then the wrath was poured out on me on that sin, and I took it. And I beat it. And sin now can no longer have a hold on me because he overcome it. He overcome it. The power and the penalty of sin on the cross, it died. For the believer who puts his belief and trust in a man named Jesus who done the most glorious thing at that moment on that Friday that has ever been done, bringing glory to him and the Father forevermore. Not only that, he said, I took sin, death, yeah, because that's the wages of sin. I'm paying the price for the sin. The wages of sin is death. I died. It wasn't my sin. It's your sin. <laughs> he did it for us. I'm doing it for you. And I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of it. I'm overcoming it. And death was, pro- death was brought on my fleshly body. But I, you know what? I took death to the grave. I took death to the grave and I tore him up. I defeated, I overcome him in there. As a matter of fact, death died in that tomb. Death died in the tomb. No, I love that fact. I love that sound that death has died. Hmm. Wow, man. That'll make you get happy for Easter Sunday. That'll make you get happy for Easter Sunday. The, the sin, the death, I overcome. And I've overcome this fallen world and I'm making all things new. I've talked about Sunday. Be here. Be here and you'll hear this. This is to bless your socks off. You don't want to miss it in our regular worship service. You hear the choir sing. Now listen. I'll give you the lyrics. You'll have to come Sunday to hear the music. Okay? You are always fighting for us. Heaven's angels all around. My delight is found in knowing that you wear the victor's crown. You're my help and my defender. You're my savior and my friend. And by grace, I live and breathe to worship you. That right there, we ought to just jump and run and holler. I live and breathe to worship you. 
At the mention of your greatness, in your name I will bow down. In your presence, fear is silent, for you wear the victor's crown. Let your glory fill this temple. Let your power overflow. By your grace I live and breathe to worship you. Can we say that? By his grace, I, I, I live and breathe to worship him. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah, you have overcome. You have overcome. Hallelujah, Jesus, you have overcome the world. You are ever interceding as the lost become the found. You can never be defeated for you wear victor's crown. You are Jesus the Messiah. You're the hope of all the world. By your grace, I live and breathe. To worship you. And then the bridge comes in, folks. <laughs> Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold must be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. And then verse 4. At the cross, the work was finished. You were buried in the ground. But the grave could not contain you. Because you wear, woo, you wear the victor's crown. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. He's the overcomer. I overcome because I know the overcomer. I know what he did for me. I'm a nothing. He's everything. He's God Almighty. I don't understand it. I don't know why he's got me. I don't know how I don't know. I don't know how I know. I don't know how I know. I don't. But I know I know him. Any good? Is anybody here like that? Y'all know you know him? I know I know him. Let's stand. I'm gonna ask Emily if she will to come right on up. She's gonna close us out with a a song, a new one, I think she said. Kind of a newish song. But as she's singing, I just my heart just I'm opening up the altar. We've got uh, five minutes here before eight. I know the choir's going to be here practicing what I just say, did to, for you. The choir will be here practicing tonight and tomorrow night to get that thing down. And I'm looking forward to it. But I'm, the altar's open. If you're here tonight, if the Lord has spoke to your heart about salvation, do you know this overcomer? Do you understand what Jesus has done for you? Do you believe in him, him and know who he is, that he is God? No one could do that for you but him, and he did it. And then just worship him. Then live and breathe. Live and breathe to worship him. The altar's open if you want to just come and worship him and pray. But if you need Jesus, come let me know.